Lady Tiffany Ma, and this is the Zwaza Then. I hope you guys are having a beautiful Tuesday. Girl, I woke up this morning and I was reading some of the things some of these people were saying, honey. It's this one comedian that is dragging Jada. I ain't ever seen so many bitch ass niggas in my life. My bad. It's banned. I meant banned. I always explain, it was already explained that Jada has alopecia and there's nothing funny about somebody suffering from alopecia or anything like that. And I told y'all it was going to be a thing where it was going to be okay to attack a black woman's appearance and um, the length of hair a black woman has on her head. And let the games begin because these racist-ass, trailer-trash-ass comedians are coming their way. Let me tell you this. Don't let what Will Smith did make that an excuse for you to attack all black women. Let me make it clear. Let me make it clear very, 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 very much again. Don't think you're going to use this to attack all black women. Okay? Now, Jada's reason for her hair being short is because she has alopecia. Not all black women who have short hair has alopecia. Sometimes we cut our hair because we don't like hair on our neck. Do I need to be more clear? Women are bald for different reasons. However, don't think that it's okay for you to go in on our appearance just because you didn't agree with how Will Smith handled it. Okay? Half of y'all think y'all gonna get y'all relevancy off of this when you ain't been relevant in 20 years. So go back under that little rock you came from under. The jokes you told 20 years ago, you can't tell now. This is a new day. Watch your fucking mouth. Period, bitch. Period. I just want that to be no. Don't ask me why I'm kind of high. Okay, yeah, I'm going to tell you. So I just started watching Death on the Nile. (laughs) Girl, I love me a good murder mystery. Okay, I love me a good murder mystery. We had an event on Bego involving murder mystery, and I thought it was fun. I love murder mystery. I love how fun it can be. I love how you can change it up. Um, I'm watching Death on the Nile, and girl, let's just say this. Shawty was dead ass wrong. She talking about something. Well, we fell in love. So you fell in love with this six weed of mean somebody? You want me to believe that you met somebody and six weeks later you married them but you met them six weeks before you met them six weeks before and you gonna tell me that's love now I ain't gonna sit up here and pretend like I ever failed for somebody like a break but it takes longer than six weeks for me to fall in love with somebody like a break and it takes me longer than six months for me to decide if I'm in love or if I'm in lust. And uh, some like 50% of the time, I'm in lust. 
It's on HBO Max. It's called Death on the Nile. And no, this is not sponsored by anybody. I'm just telling you guys, you know, you want to watch a little murder mystery. You don't watch over dramaticism. You want to go back to the nice uh, roaring 20s and, and enjoy the roaring 20s and how sexy it was back then, honey. I love me a good roaring 20s party, girl. One of these days, one, I'm telling y'all, what's coming up, what's coming through the pipeline with me, we gonna be getting some Roaring 20 parties and some murder mystery parties. So y'all stay tuned, cause they're coming. Anyway, um, I hope you guys are having a lovely Tuesday. It's a nice, it's warm outside, but it's cold in this house. Uh, it's cold in the house, but it's nice outside. You know, it's out nice and sunny. The pole is out. I was trying to figure out why my eye felt like it was swollen shut. Girl, I was out there waiting for my Postmates. I mean, my Uber Eats. And I got me some pizza from Odds. Which, by the way, they didn't have the no-name cake. So, now I'm beefing. <laughs> we, we, I'm mad. They didn't have no no-name cake. And I was mad about that. And I was pissed about that. Um, but anyway, there was a bunch of pollen that was blowing toward me. And I was like, my face gonna swell up. I had a mask on. Um, since uh, Dr. Falsy said it, the, the, the damn thing gonna get worse, girl. But anyway, I hope you guys are having a lovely Tuesday. It is very beautiful outside. May I suggest, once again, like I did yesterday, y'all go get you a picnic, get you a blanket, some ham sandwiches. Okay, enjoy this beautiful day. It is gorgeous outside, y'all. It's beautiful. Okay, I love this time of year, but my face don't because it swells my face up. But I hope you all are enjoying this beautiful, lovely spring day. It's gorgeous outside. Um, today, we are going to be talking about sex trafficking and spy industry. We're going to talk about a case in Miami, Florida, where they found out there was sex trafficking going on in a spa or a salon. Um, so y'all stay tuned. But before we get into that, we got I got to uh, talk about some things. Girl, first and foremost, I didn't know I was going to go so hard yesterday. The reason why I was shocked that I went hard was because, one, it was just like I saw this case. And the reason why I didn't think I was going to go so hard was because in this case, they still found a way to blame black people this what this white man did and I was like okay and the reason why I was kind of like also off is because there was a poll that was on the internet by this Asian activist group and they asked them which group of people they felt were um, a danger to Asians and the poll said mostly black people and then I was like that's not who shot up the spa But the reason I went hard on the case is because I felt bad for those for those women, for all of them, because 
people fetishize things that is normal to other people. Does that make sense? What people do in their culture can be fetishized or something like that. And I just felt like, I felt bad these women lost their life because this man did not know how to deal with his sexual urges properly. And that was just weird. And it seemed like a lot of women are either losing their white life, getting hurt, getting cussed out, getting called out their name, because this man has a sexual urgency to be with you and think that you owe him that and you don't. You don't owe him none of that. And I think the, the, the issue with him is that his situation was obsession. And my thing is, it's like his, 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 his situation was a obsession and he felt like he paid them to do something but in the same sense it's his privilege and he feels like because of his privilege he thought that they should bow down to him let's just be straight up honest about that whole situation i ain't gonna sit up here and like i don't see it for what it is y'all got this wrong idea and stereotype about certain group of women that they should not question your white male authority look stupid they are allowed to question your authority did you own the spa you douchebag no you didn't own the spa and i don't want another thing i want to say is i don't want people to take what i said wrong when i said okay if you want to offer yourself why didn't you do it i'm not saying that it was okay for him to commit suicide i didn't i'm not saying that he should commit suicide but it's like my thing is is that if your issue is with yourself you deal with yourself but you don't take it out on everybody else to why you have sexual issues why you can't express yourself like a normal human being sexually that's what i meant So, but in the same sense, it just feels like he feels like because he's a white male that that you should be honored. And, and people, you know, people make fun of that and take advantage of that or feel some kind of way about that because you know in certain cultures, there's a certain type of respect and honor code that goes on. And you feel like, oh, well, because she's Asian or because she's black, she should be honored a white man is looking at her. Fuck you. Why should she feel honored? So that's what enraged me in that whole situation. And the issue with him was the privilege he had. The privilege that he thought he deserved. And he felt like, well, they tempted me. They made me feel this kind of way. It's not my fault. Yes, it is your fault. It's your fault of translating what they're doing for money into thinking that it's something to have to do with they're trying to make you go to hell or something. Nobody's trying to push you to go to hell. 
they're just paid to do a service, okay? They're just trying to eat just like everybody else. They're doing you a service that you paid for. It's your money. You could have saved it for anything in the world besides going to get those uh, happy ending massages. But that's what you chose to do. You chose to do that. You have control over that. Don't be blaming somebody else for why you don't see them as a normal human being and you fetishize them because you feel like they owe you something because somebody told you that it's an honor to sleep or to touch a big American man. that offended me okay that what turned me off the wrong way i caught the tea and i caught the shade honey that this activist group thought that black people were more threatening which we didn't help it with this negro attacking a 67 year old asian woman kicking her injuring her Okay, it's not okay to attack anybody. But don't sit up here and act like the attack is just coming from black people. The difference is my people will get held accountable for that. That's just facts. But don't act like it's just black people. It's the same thing. That's what this was kind of offending me with this whole Will Smith situation is that I feel like they're trying to use this excuse to attack a black man, to say that he's dishonorable, to say that he's not a respectable person. I mean, I don't, I, I don't, y'all know who Will Smith is. Y'all worked with him. How dare you turn your back on him for being a human being? And no, he was no way, shape, or form going to kill Kiss Rock. That's not possible. It was a slap, not a punch. But I see y'all using this excuse to come out with the stereotypical black male attack. Hey, we gonna sit here. Oh, I can't believe he did that. He could have killed him. He could have hurt him. What was he thinking? I don't want to work in a movie with Will Smith anymore. I don't want to work with him because what if he decided to hit me? I'm going to play the victim. I'm being overdramatic. No, it could have will that Will Smith is not a violent person. I hate that. This may be in the industry for 30 plus years and now all of a sudden it's well, I just can't believe it. OMG. Like, y'all don't need the shit slapped out of you for less. With your fake asses. Now y'all want to change up on him? Don't act like I ain't noticed the fact that y'all been changing up on him for the past five years. 
we're just using this as an excuse to change up with him even more. We get the agenda. We get the politics behind Hollywood. Y'all all are full of shit. Find somebody else to attack. That pissed me off. Looking at that stuff. Looking at what Jim Carrey said. Jim Carrey, really? Then you aren't you in trouble for some girl that had a STD that she got from you and she ended up committing suicide? Jim Carrey, we really gonna go there? Judging him? Y'all know Will Smith ain't dangerous. Y'all all full of shit. Y'all just don't want y'all brand associated with him. It's the same thing with how y'all acted toward the whole Cardi B situation with Nicki Minaj, knowing that Nicki Minaj was picking the scab of Cardi B the whole damn time. Stop your bullshit. You know that Will Smith is not a danger to society, so stop making it seem like he is. I show you a danger to society. I'm in a house with a pit bull. Take what you will, what you want for. I don't give a damn. I said what I said. <laughs> a damn Rottweiler pit bull, honey. A pit bull and a Rottweiler mix, bitch. Girl. Y'all miss me with that acting like Will Smith is now a danger to society. A lot of y'all jokers who were at the Oscars need the shit slap out of you. And I said what I said. Bite me. But yeah, just it's just like, you know, that, that part kind of, you know, irks me. How are you going to tell a, a press group of people that they're a dangerous society? And with everybody making an analogy, he would never do that to a white person. Okay. Okay, but would a white person ever did that before? Slap someone? I'm gonna still call a spade a spade. That shit feels like it was staged as hell. I keep seeing footage with uh, the whole situation and I was looking at the footage and they showed the camera showing Will Smith actually laughing at Chris Rock. So this feels staged as hell. So y'all need to stop getting y'all pennies in a bunch over stage ass shit as well. I don't take nothing Hollywood do as real. I don't feel like nobody is real. I feel like everything is fake. And the only thing is real are people that you everyday meet doing everyday jobs, doing everyday things. Sorry. Y'all trying to sit up here. But I already told y'all what my theory was. I already came in, came at y'all with that um, on my first podcast this week. When I sat up there and I told y'all, I find it funny that Denzel Washington was consoling Will Smith. That's it. That's all, Paul. But I will say, Will Smith did his damn thing in King Richard. And if they take that Oscar from them, uh, I think we should boycott the Oscars. So I think we also should boycott the Grammys anyway, too. 
I think everything should be boycott. I think we need to shut down until we all figure out how to get along together. <laughs> I, I think America need a get along t-shirt. So we can figure out how to get along. Because this is ridiculous. But yeah, I knew they were going to make this into a thing. Into a, you know, oh, we do, he, this is dangerous. And what if I want to sit and Will Smith slaps me and... I don't, I don't know. I'm scared. Like, what if he pull up a gun next time? Oh, gee, my golly wins. Wow. I've never experienced somebody slapping someone. And you sitting up there with the bones of 72 orphans on your dress. Bitch, bye. <sighs> so, yeah. We gonna... Go ahead and start talking about this weird ass sex trafficking going on in spas these days. But before we get into that, first, words from our sponsors. If I still had one, because I said some very, very, very divisive things. Understand this if you come to listen to my podcast, I am not, um, PC. I'm not politically correct and I'm not trying to be. I try to play it safe, but then yeah, I don't like when I play it safe. So we are rolling on the edge. Just had this gut-wrenching, heart-wrenching feeling um where I got my article from with the topic that we're talking today. Um I got it from US today. Hopefully nothing big will come up or anything like that. So I'm gonna tell you this. Now, this article gave me a whole different insight because understand, I'm gonna let you guys know this article was written before the shooting, the, the Atlanta spa shootings. Okay, the Atlanta spa shootings happened a year ago. This article was written on July 29th. That's my auntie's birthday, 2019. It was updated December 16th, 2019. So if this article hit the nail right on the head with the hammer, understand why. Okay. So I found this um, article on US Today. So, before I start this article, I want you guys to sit back and relax. And I hope you guys are listening to my podcast when y'all are going to work or when y'all are leaving from work. Because, you know, I think y'all can enjoy what I talk about. I'm hoping you guys can enjoy what I talk about. Um, it's not going to always be dark and gloomy like this here. But a lot of the time, the unfortunate truth about life is that it's dark and gloomy. So, but... Today, we are going to be talking about sex trafficking and spa life. So I want you guys to sit back. I want you to relax. I want you to get you some sweet tea or some iced tea. I want you to get you some lemonade. I want you to get you a nice Coca-Cola. I want you to sit back, relax. We're going to be talking about 
sex trafficking and the spa life today. So I hope you guys are will enjoy this podcast about this. Um, this is specifically geared toward the massage parlors. I, I know it's very old school to call it a parlor, but I never heard it called anyway in any way place. Like I just know that that's one of the things that they do in spas. So. This article was written by Rachel Axon, Michael Braun, and Kara Kelly at US Today. Sex trafficking is behind the lucrative illicit massage business. Why police can't stop it? Mm. Within hours of a police raid of a Miami Beach massage parlors. In 2017, Chief Daniels Oates stood before TV cameras praising his agency eight months' efforts to crack down on prostitution and human trafficking. Officers had detained 10 Asian women and, through interpretation, tried to determine which of them were victims and which, which were perpetrators. The city, he said, had shut down four brothels posing as spas. Y'all shouldn't be shocked. This is all in movies, so yeah. Obviously, the message to this this kind of operation is that they won't tolerate it in their town, Oates said. Even before the news conference started, however, the case had begun to fall apart. Some sex workers' potential witness against the organizers were gone. One of the spies would avoid being shut down altogether. The one person charged with trafficking in the case later were allowed to plead guilty to profiting from prostitution, a lesser charge. Okay, see, here's the problem with that. One, were there underage girls involved? And two, were they forced to be here? Or they were doing it because they felt like they needed to? Which is kind of still forced to be here. I know. Yeah. Let me continue with this article. Police across the nation have touted sex spa stings for years as evidence that they are cracking down on rampant human trafficking. The publicity surrounding these operations hit a high in February in a raid in South Florida that led to charges against New England Patriot owner Robert Kraft, who police said was caught on video paying for sex acts. Y'all remember that? Let me continue. But a U.S. Today review of three high-profile raids, the one in Miami Beach and the other in nearby Hollywood and Southwest Florida, found that law enforcement tough on trafficking rhetoric fizzled after initial headlines. Charges were dropped or pleaded down. Spas often popped up in the same or new location, and any notion of going after higher-ups who profited from trafficking, including international crime figures, bringing women from overseas, never materialize. Almost every local law enforcement does, does one of these cases. The quote usually is, we think we're getting the tip of the iceberg, said Brad Miles, CEO of Polaris, a nonprofit group that operates the National Human Trafficking Hotline. What is the iceberg or how many icebergs are there? I don't know if anyone has a really good handle on who's the masterminds are. 
Polaris estimated that 9,000 enlisted massage parlors operate in U.S. based on reviews on rub maps. A Yelp for sex spas bring in about $2.5 billion a year. Girl. I did not know that sex spas had their own app. You learn something new every day. Hints of a broader organization not, not not touched by the law enforcement sting hover beneath the surface through a search of thousands of Florida public records ranging from corporate filing, filings to massage license. U.S. Today found connections among more than a third of the 41 spots weighted in three recent operations along and linked from them to a larger network of potentially suspected massage parlors all over the state. Okay, so let's piggyback off what we just found out. One, there was an app that makes billions of dollars off of sex spas. For sex spas. One. Two. There are women and girls being sex trafficked illegally. Well, sex trafficking is illegal. So human trafficking is illegal, period. To service these spas. I want to hit you with, let's talk about this, okay? Let's talk about this. The $2.5 billion a year of a Yelp for spas on Rubmap. It's called Rubmaps, okay? So it's Yelp for sex spas. Bring in $2.5 billion a year. That part. So basically, it's a lucrative business. Let me continue. Prosecutors defend their track records by noting that a felony trafficking charge is just one tool in their toolbox. Because of the difficulties of getting victims to cooperate, they can look to the alternatives that do not require proof that a victim was coerced, such as racketeering or money laundering. I think much bigger and broader than just that one charge, says Catherine Fernandez-Rundle, the Miami-Dade state attorney. Fernandez-Rundle ran through her list of what matters most. What were the outcomes of the cases? Did we shut them down? Was somebody punished? Was somebody held accountable? Was a victim rescued? Were the process, were the proceeds that were taken? Were there proceeds that were taken? Were business licenses forfeited? Did people go to prison? Did people go to jail? 
Operation Spot LLC, a multi-agency two-year law enforcement operation in Southwest Florida, convicted six operators for racketeering and money laundering, results in a probable prison sentence of up to three years. Even in that case, though, eight women pleaded guilty to prostitution and related crimes. Florida law enforcement often falls back on charging women working in the massage parlor. Of the 57 arrests in the three recent cases, recent raids, all but there were all but three women, mostly immigrants from China, but also Cuba, Haiti, Guatemala, and elsewhere, 42 face prostitution charges. After each of the two summer raids in Hollywood, the department released a poster with mugshot of those charged touting its aggression and aggressive approach. The poster where I see a woman and one man. We will continue to crack down on these type of businesses, which are used as a front for prostitution, Police Chief Thomas Sanchez said in a news release. These massage parlors breed other criminal activities, including human and sex trafficking, drug sales, and money laundering. By the time the police complete the second operation, they had charged at least 30 women with prostitution. Though the case in which Kraft was charged continues, it follows the same trajectory. In March, Martin, in March, Martin County Sheriff Will Snyder told U.S. Today that the spas involved had all the rap trappings of human trafficking. Today, only one woman who ran a spa in Vero Beach faced charges even tangentially tied to a trafficking through a racketeering statue. Why human trafficking cases are so hard to prove. Is it because they're so hard to prove or is it because it's so obvious that y'all can't believe it's obvious like that? Prosecutor charges Kraft with misdemeanor solicitation, which he is fighting. The two women accused of providing sexual service to him each face felony related to prostitution. Human trafficking experts compare law enforcement spy approach to arresting corner drug dealers and corner drug dealers instead of going after cartels. You take the dealers off the street and another dealer pops up, said Carmen Pino, who participated in massage parlor investigation before he retired as a federal agent with the Homeland Security investigation in Miami. We can shut them down today. They're just going to move somewhere else because you're still not going to get the bigger or big organizers. And that's the sad part about it is like the people who are in charge are going to be covered by the people who the people who are taking fall are the people who are just doing the job in this situation. But the people who are organizing this and, and, and putting this together, they never get caught for these sex trafficking rings and they're never caught doing this um because they because people are hiding for them they're making big money i mean you saw what it says you know that freaking um sex spa review app makes 2.5 million dollars billion billion dollars a year Victims are supposed to be the force, but proving they were enslaved can be difficult. America's understanding of human trafficking involved a lawmaker and the public began to view those caught up in forced sex work as victims, not criminals. 
Congress passed the Trafficking Victim Protection Act in 2000, citing growth of sex trade and of criminal enterprises behind it. Victims, Congress says, were repeatedly punished more harshly than the traffickers themselves. And this is the messed up fact. Florida followed the federal government leads. In 2004, Governor Jeb Bush signed the state first human trafficking law. Trafficking carries heavy penalties up to 20 years in prison at the federal level and more in some states. And Florida convicted traffickers much registered as sex offenders and victims received greater protections, including the possibility of getting the criminal records erased. As state passed get tough laws to punish traffickers, law enforcement agencies step up their efforts to train officers how to respond when they encounter sex workers. Many departments bring in experts to train police officers and detectives to recognize telltale signs of a human trafficking. Women might be licensed for massage in more than one state, so they can be moved around with ease. Flushing, New York is a common trafficking port of entry from overseas as the Queens neighborhood might appear on their travel document. If they don't have identification, someone else might be holding it to limit their ability to leave. Police have turned to digital resources, tracking movement by traffickers on social media and scouting for location of interest via online review boards such as RubMap. Boards such as Rubmap, sorry. Miami Beach police launched their investigation after concerned citizens shared a screenshot from Rubmap with elected officials. Task force organized by federal and local agency deputy health inspectors, business leaders, and bus drivers to report the more subtle clues to sex slavery, such as a man coming and going at all hours, regular movement of workers to and from spas and store bedding, suitcases, and cooking supplies. Experts say that they've been seeing, they've been, they're, experts said there's been a sea change in how police and prosecutors view these cases. Focus has shifted from the sex workers to the traffickers reaping the proceeds, though they has been universally adopted. Among the most prominent cases following the new model of Sting in Minnesota in 2016, which began with a tip from a law enforcement in Arizona about women rotating through apartment complexes. The operation led to what Minnesota authorities call one of the largest sex trafficking rings ever dismantled by the federal government. Hundreds of Thai women were trafficked to the U.S. spas and brothels and tens of millions of dollars were laundered back to Thailand. Several things set the investigation apart. The multi-agency effort was led by the U.S. Attorney Office for the District of Minnesota instead of police, and it relied on federal agents who specialized in financial and immigrate immigration crimes law enforcement went after organized crimes from from the start charging higher level members of the organization instead of women working in the spas the partner with the thai company development center which helped build trust with the victims that trust minnesota prosecutor said can be undermined if the women are charged with prostitution without the help of a victim it's hard to meet the law's standards of proving force fraud or coercion i can't say that it's a very difficult to build a victim center case if you are also prosecuting them said lauren provenzino assistant u.s attorney in minnesota 36 people have been convicted or pleaded guilty to their role in the organization. 
16 were convicted of sex trafficking conspiracy. Five identified by law enforcement as a higher ups in the organization were convicted in jury trials after only one day of deliberation. So I would read the last part, but girl, who? Because I want to get to where I want to talk about this. If you want to see, go to US Today. And I'm pretty sure you can find what sex trafficking and spas. Or just Google sex trafficking and spas and find the US Today article. Because this article is pretty long because this is a very old issue. This issue has been so old to where the country, this country has been based off of it. Y'all know this. Well, my ancestors. That, that's, that's trafficking. There was trafficking people. And they sometimes use them for sexual work. Okay? So this is a very, a very old problem. Very old problem. This also messes up business for actual massage therapists. People who are actually in the business and do massage therapy, their business is messed up because, let's just say this. If you receive a client that used to go to one of these spas, they're going to expect you to do what they do, right? And it's kind of messed up because you have clients with someone who's used to having someone that is used to performing a certain type of act, right? While they're being serviced or doing a job. Um, that's why I say it gets really iffy, especially when you do what I do for a living. Well, you know, not for a living, what I'm certified in. When you do jobs... And you, let's just say, you perform a pedicure. <clears throat> Some of you guys have a thing for feet or whatever have you. I'm just saying. I don't know what y'all into. That's y'all. It messes up for people who actually doing <coughs> work. People who are doing massages the PG-13 way or a PG way. So you might want to open up your own massage uh, therapy thing or you might want to do massage therapy. And you're trying to figure out why there is a massage 
place, a massage parlor that is next door to you and it's open and it seems like it's open all night or all day or it just starts opening at night, now you know low-key what they're doing. This is part two of this topic because part three, we're going to talk about the history of sex trafficking because it's always been a thing. It's been always been kind of a thing, a part of war, right? It's always been a symbol of war. When you go to war with somebody in the, in the losing country, you um, enslave the women, turn them into sex trafficking and, you know, you take them to your country and you take them. This is an old thing. This is not nothing new. But it also makes you wonder if you have somebody in your family that's trying to do massage therapy and they can't get work doing massage therapy, but that spa, that massage parlor, that spa across the street that's open at the door. Always got somebody over there. Now you know what's going on. With that being said, I hope you guys enjoyed my podcast. This is... It's crazy because it's like this. I had a story. I know I have two stories dealing with this. Especially when it comes to salons and spas. And not only, you know, should you be careful when you apply into a job at a spa, but you need to be careful when you are get, being a customer at the spa as well. Um, so if when I find the material, I'm gonna definitely show it on my live, on my YouTube live, which is talking shit with lady. So I hope you guys are having a lovely day. We're going to continue this topic. We're going to talk about the um, sex trafficking, how it started, and how you can help prevent it. Thank you guys for listening to my podcast. This one's not going to be as long. My allergies are acting up, okay? My face does not like me right now. Okay? My lips are peeling. And my eyes feel crusty. With that being said, thank you guys for listening to my podcast. Thank you for listening to these walls of thin. What you do in the dark will come to light. It's come to light. What's really going on in them spas at night? Thank you guys for listening to my podcast. I am so...